0: It's time we shift our perspective on business and life and see that our businesses are the means to us living life first. Reinventing the way we go about our days as entrepreneurs. The Zero Wasted Days podcast is designed for dream makers and action takers, and also those who value going slow and savoring the moments in between. This is the essence of living a Zero Wasted Days life. And welcome to the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Actison, a former C-level executive turned seven-figure serial entrepreneur, transformational business coach, and I love helping women entrepreneurs merge strategy, feminine energetics, and embodiment to create outside-the-box business solutions to their challenges. In each episode of the podcast, I'm going to share how to redefine how you do business and learn how it can be the means to you living life first. I'm going to share interviews with inspiring people who can help you see how worthwhile it is to keep pursuing your dreams, share heartfelt stories. I know you're going to relate to and give you ideas and strategies to keep going after your biggest dreams. I hope you find value and inspiration here and that will keep you coming back each and every week. I have some amazing guests lined up as well as some solo episodes planned. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. I am super excited to be connecting with Tracy Litt who is in Florida and coming in from her geodome of an office. And I am sitting here and we have just started riffing and started conversing and talking and connecting, which is what I love to do here on Zero Wasted Days and on my podcast. And so I'm just delighted to uh, welcome you, Tracy, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you
1: for having me. I'm excited to hang out.
0: We said, as we were just talking a minute ago, he said, we better hit record because we're already starting to talk about some juicy yeah. stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. So let me, can we just leap right into that? Because yeah, I go, go. Be super cool. <laughs> what Suzanne said was, I feel like I'm so much more aware at this mm. stage than my parents were. And that's when I was like, okay, just hit record because <laughs> yes. And that's the point. Mm. That's what zero wasted days means. Our parents wouldn't have thought that way, our grandparents, our great grandparents, nor would they have known to, right? We are alive in the consciousness revolution where all of these technologies and advancements and the progress is available to us. Mm. It makes sense that we're more aware because what Mm -hmm. we're doing, I believe in our divine generation is we are changing what's being dripped. Right? So in one of my books, I talk about the drip process, like our Mm. great-grandparents dripping to our grandparents, dripping to our parents, dripping to us. And all of that previous drippage was outdated, patriarchal, hierarchical, supremacy. All of that stuff was being dripped down, not because they could have done better because it wasn't available to them. Mm. And now in our generation, because we are alive where consciousness is the revolution, we show up We do the work that you do we do the work that i do right and we start to change from the inside out as we heal our wounds as we untether from the control matrix as we elevate into the truth of our oneness and now we're still dripping because we're always dripping that's Mm. the biology what we're dripping dramatically different so now your kids and my kids and then their kids and their kids that's how world changing occurs. That's how progress occurs by each one of us coming in and honoring yeah. what we need to do internally.
0: That's amazing. And actually, something just came up to me. And I know you, you talk about nervous system, and as do I in, in some of my programs, but just the fact that 500 million years ago, certain parts of our nervous system were not there or activated, like the whole parasympathetic side of things, because we, we lived in that dorsal vagal area. And how we've evolved and just thinking about that. You don't think that as a human from whatever caveman up to now that we've physiologically and neurologically evolved, but obviously at a conscious level, yes, we have, but all those physiological things have also continued to
1: evolve massively. Yes, and that's the other thing that's so incredible and that's why I love this is like already just get a pen and paper everybody because it's <laughs> flying. It's so important to recognize that because if we don't step up into our power and recognize that we're the being that mm-hmm. has a mind and a body, right, and and a nervous system, all these things and we need to realize that we're the being that has agency over all of this. Yeah. Because we will always have that primal wiring that didn't have parasympathetic Mm. right biologically at that time because we literally had to live in complete awake and alertness right it was critical to survival just baseline not getting eaten by a tiger while you were (laughs) berry picking with your sister right that was what was real and no matter how much evolution occurs We will never lose that sympathetic state of our nervous system because Mm -hmm. it's our survival component and the gift of today is about recognizing that we cannot be in our highest state of creation while living in a state of survival and the survival living is the optional piece not the mandate that's right and that's where all the work comes in and it's yes amazing
0: and did you know when you were standing on that stage in february 2020 talking about fear (laughs) in a very metaphoric way. Did you know what what, what the human race was going to succumb to in terms of fear?
1: No, and my whole body just had the chills. What Suzanne's referencing is my TED Talk, and it's called (laughs) Dear Fear, It's Not You, It's Me. And three weeks before COVID shut down the world is when I was standing on that TED stage delivering that conversation, which was exactly what we were all about. To need to understand. Yeah. No, now that we're on the other side of it, it's one of those moments where you're like, I had no idea what was about to happen, the trajectory of how the world changed and how everybody yeah. shifted and the big awakening that came as a result of COVID. I had no idea, but I'm really glad that it happened the way it did because then I got to deliver the message and then I had to quarantine at home three weeks <laughs> later. <laughs>
0: So tell me more about how you see Mm. that fear element perpetuate itself. Okay. Like we could talk sit sit here and talk about COVID for ages, but let's not go there. Yeah. But how that fear that you talked about in your TED talk perpetuates itself in female entrepreneurs (sighs) and what happens when we heal that relationship or you you insert your words there, whether it's heal that relationship or learn to deal with our fields better or why as female entrepreneurs, especially do we, or maybe I'm just more hyper acute to it because it's all around me how does it perpetuate itself and how do we heal it
1: okay this is so great so through the lens of entrepreneurship right the reason why fear is so omnipresent is because as an entrepreneur you are always playing in the unknown Mm. always whether it's hiring a va for the first time or hiring a high level COO for the first time or firing someone or doing a Facebook Live or pitching yourself to speak or hiring a book coach and then publishing a book or doing your website or hosting an event or or, or realizing that the bait and switch of entrepreneurship is come live your best life. Oh, and find all your wounds and come on the deepest personal growth journey of your life which pulls fear into presence as well. So it's first to recognize that what we get to do is shift our relationship with fear, right? You use the word heal, which is beautiful. It's to love it, right? It's to recognize thing one, I'm an entrepreneur, Therefore, I live more in the unpredictable than the predictable, which is also everyone where magic can happen. Magic doesn't happen in predictability. You have to learn how to go from, oh my God, I'm so scared it's unfamiliar, to I have no idea what's gonna happen next, it's so unfamiliar. You have to, and that's what agency is, right? You are not a victim of yourself. You have to step up into being the creator and the generator of your experience. So the first thing we say is, okay, cool. So Tracy's telling me that fear is gonna be here. You're not fearless. That's not a biological thing. Fear is not going away. Even at Oprah level, she is experiencing fear because fear is biological and we Mm. love it. So we go, okay, so I'm doing new things. Fear is gonna be around. So then what do we need to do next to heal and love our fear? Mm. We need to recognize that everything we've been taught about fear up until now is the lie. Let's just be there. Everything you've been taught about fear. Oh, this feels so good. It's a lie. (laughs) It's a lie. (sighs) You do not become fearless. You do not push through. You do not overcome. You do not just do it, right? This very masculine approach, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate where we came from. We don't get mad at things, getting angry at things like that, or trying to get away from me or pushing through things creates a resistance that then perpetuates a persistence of that thing that Mm -hmm. you want to alleviate. So, you want fear to go away. And by being mean to it or unappreciative towards it or trying to like yeah. put your way through it, it's only going to get louder mm-hmm. and more pervasive. Yeah. So, then you recognize okay, so then what I'm learning here is fear is biological. And I love my fear. I legitimately love it. My fear, your fear, our fear has allowed us as a people to stay alive so we can have conversations across countries. Mm-hmm. On a technology called Zoom, fear is what has allowed us to survive as a people Mm. and fear is going to come around every single time it perceives that you are unsafe and every single thing you are doing in entrepreneurship is perceived as unsafe to your system because it doesn't have evidence that you've soared through it before and lived to tell the tale. So then we actively love it. We actively love it. We go, okay, great. So everything I taught was a lie. I'm an entrepreneur and fear is my best friend. Hello, omnipresence. Yes, I'm not gonna be mad at it. I'm not gonna do that whole like, ugh, ugh. no, just no. I am going to love it, appreciate it. And in that appreciation, you take responsibility for it. You bring it onto your lap. You hold it, you acknowledge it. Hi, I know you're here and you're coming upon me because you think that I'm gonna die. I'm not. I'm really just getting after it. I'm creating my dreams. And luckily for us, I'm the one with the power, not fear the one with the power. And that becomes the biggest relationship shift.
0: Yeah. And I think entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. to that end, I think entrepreneurs especially think that they're going to get to a certain level. Like you said, Oprah has fear. People that are Tony Robbins, I'm sure, maybe maybe not so fearless, but I'm sure he has things that scare him. And they've just got really good at That at at regulating and at loving it and holding it. And when I started actually practicing that and realizing that. It wasn't about pushing through. Mm-hmm. And I talk a lot, and I know you do as well, about not pushing through with the hustle and the grind and everything that we've been conditioned and learned, especially in corporate. Yes. No wonder we get into entrepreneurship and all of a sudden there's nobody telling us that we're good for giving us a pay rise or a boss that's telling us well done. It's all down to us. Yes. And yes. all of those components are are our responsibility. And so that's why also I think it's so important, not just the regulation, but the connection with other people, like other smart people like yourself in the collective with other women so that we don't have to do it alone.
1: Absolutely. What's interesting is that the whole do it alone, lonely at the top paradigm is Mm. part of what perpetuates the third dimensional consciousness, the control matrix, the lack, the fear, the separation. The more separate our world can make us Mm. perceive we Mm. are, then the more the way society has been designed can continue. Mm. And that's the big change that we're all working towards, right? Even to your point of saying, what you do is a hybrid, right? You're working strategically because that's a component and you're working energetically and internally Mm. because we need both. That's part of the consciousness revolution. That's part Mm. of the shift, Mm. right? We can't just do what we have known to do or we are perpetuating the limitation instead of shifting into the expansion and the truth.
0: You used a word a minute ago around about victimhood. And clearly you haven't succumbed to victimhood in your life, having to have to pivot many times from the age of 28, being a single mom. Do you think that was something that was innate in you and that helped you do that? Or was that something that was a learned behavior that helps you go from what would, could be a crumbling for some situation into thriving?
1: Mm, such a good question. So I will say both and maybe a little yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I mean by that. So I definitely experienced victimhood. Now that I truly embody it, I teach it and I am who I've become mm. at this point. I think our lens on victimhood is a little limited because we are trained to all live victimhood because we're all entrained trained to think the outside is in what influences how we feel and show up on the inside right mm-hmm. so for me when i had a depth of worth issues which is what allowed me to tolerate the first marriage that I was in, right? And and like red flags were smacking me in the face. And I was like, no, we're gonna squeeze that round hole into a square mm-hmm. peg because this is what I'm supposed to do, right? So there was a lot of moments in my life where I was absolutely in victimhood, unbeknownst to me at the time. Mm. I was in a total abdication of my power. And that's one of the ways that I like to speak to victimhood, right? And, and here's the thing, you're whole, beautiful listeners. You are whole, you are worthy, you are enough, period. Simply because you are listening to this conversation, simply because you are breathing, simply because your soul has been born and you are here upon this earth. And in order for you to love yourself enough and get honest about, whoa, uh, I'm super triggered by the fact that Tracy just said victimhood or whoa, where am I abdicating my power? The only way that you can really allow yourself to get honest enough with where you are abdicating your power is by jumping on the truth train that you are whole, period. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is we can't have a progressive conversation about your power, about creation, about leaving victimhood behind if you're still playing the I'm not enough game because your ego and your psyche is never going to let you go whoa I was totally being a victim because it's going to drive that to affirm you're not enoughness right it's going to try to like your system doesn't want to let anything be your fault because it's only going to affirm how much you suck and all of that's the lie right that's the lie it's being able to say I'm inherently whole I can evaluate the choices I made at different levels of my life and different versions of myself so that I can be in the reclamation of my power. And I can say, just like I said to you, oh yeah, there was like windows of time where I was just pure abdication of power and pure victim. And then the rising through it, the becoming process out of it came in two ways. It came three ways, dark nights of the soul, it's not bubble, dry heaving, crying and fetal position on the floor which is the best kind, I highly encourage it. (laughs) My highest self coming through and me actually learning how to be quiet enough for her to come and be like, oh, listen girl, this is the deal, right? And her pulling me up and me showing up to that call, Mm. not dismissing it. And my mother, before I lost her, the past, the last three years of her life, she was a spiritual counselor and a women's empowerment leader. And I was soaking things in even though I was like a punky 20 year old, like, I don't care about this, yeah. but I was paying attention. My system yeah. was paying attention. So those things together are part and parcel to who I am now.
0: And that higher self calling, yeah. whether that came then at 28 or when you left corporate and pursued it, how how does somebody that's listening, <laughs> listen better to yeah. their calling? And how do they know whether or not it's the, it's something that's calling them higher?
1: Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Okay. I'm just going to go or whatever direction we go with your higher self because it feels good. It feels like alignment. It doesn't mean fear is not present in it. Let me really clear, right? We're going to appreciate we're spiritual energetic beings having human experience. Fear lives in our humanness because it's biological. It's part of our nervous system. So we're already realizing, okay, it's not because fear's there because when my highest self came through and told me, get off the floor and build a better life for you and that eight-month-old little girl in there and get over mm-hmm. your shit and let's go. Fear was there because I had to do a lot of things I didn't know how to do. Right, same thing. She came back again when I was sitting as a VP of HR. My my soul going, You can't die like this. You have so much more to give the world. Fear was still there. So I don't want to conflate that. It's not absence mm-hmm. of fear, it's alignment. It's like your soul takes an exhale. And yeah, your mind might offer you, my God, how am I going to do that? But that doesn't matter. Your body's communicating, your heart's communicating, you get that? It's like this height of excitement Mm. that borders this, oh God, oh, can I really do it? It's like a growth edge that is the Mm. perfect, you're riding the perfect edge of soul fulfillment and excitement. and Oh my God. And oh my God, can I do that? Oh my God. Right? So that to me is how you really know. And and your highest self is only going to do what's in your best interest. It's only going to feel like love. It's only going to feel like a calling. It's only going to show you a bigger vision. And asking. You have to ask. Everything is permission-based. Ask. Start to allow yourself. Say, okay. I'm going to start to slow down. I'll put my hand on my heart. I'll breathe a little. I'll go sit in the grass or I'll go sit by the beach. And I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask my body. I'm going to ask my guides, my angels, my spirits, whatever you believe in. I'm going to ask God, whatever feels good to you. Guide me. Show me. Tell me. That coupled with creating windows of silence because my highest self, I could only hear her when I wasn't doing what we were all raised to do. Be the Mm -hmm. busiest person in the room, be the woman that looks like she's going after the badge of stress and overwhelm. She's first place gold prize winner. You you have to disinvest your energy from that limited paradigm. And invest your energy in the progressive paradigm of ease and space mm. and rest. Mm. And that's when she'll come the loudest. Yeah.
0: We made a move from Australia to here intentionally to pull the plug. And it's been one of the biggest gifts to me. And it was a bit it's been a silver lining. I knew that France had a slower way of living, but it's truly been one of the best silver linings having low-grade anxiety my whole life, and to be able to have a blank slate six years ago to rewrite my story, that slowness and that space, and I talk about this in my programs, like you can't you can't do it without it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I talk about in some of my programs in my work, I talk about life and self-first embodiment. So really like the premise about the fact that energetic Calibration, And I have so much proof that when we prioritize ourselves, like self first, or we prioritize our lives, as soon as I stop stressing about something in my work, and I get out of my garden, or I go and bake, or I go to the local market, and I put my life first, that my energetic capacity and my frequency, like, quantum leaps, it's just... Yes. As does then yes. the revenue in my business, and people have a yes. hard time getting it that seeing that's actually going to be the case.
1: Oh, I love this so much! I love it so much, and I too have the same lived experience. As does every one of my clients. We're about ninety percent entrepreneurs, ten yeah. percent corporate leaders, right? Yeah. Every woman who takes this experiment? Because at first Mm. it has to be an experiment because to your point, your belief structure will not allow you to buy what we're telling you. No, It's protective in nature. It's, oh, please walk away from my desk and make more money. That's ridiculous. And it's starting to also realize, and this is where high level thought work comes into play, Mm. where you really recognize any thought that your mind is offering you that you have not chosen intentionally is coming from fear, ego, and past experience. Mm. So here you might tell your client or I might tell my client, okay, great. So now you're going to experiment with spaciousness. You're going to leave your desk every day at one o'clock. You're not going to return. You're going to go to the beach. You're going to get a spa treatment. You're going to go to the mall. You're going to go have an orgasm. You're going to do anything but sit at your desk. And I promise you, sales, leads, emails, things are just going to come in. Mm. It's important to recognize that when, again, this is back to fear and the unknown. As soon as you do something unfamiliar, your mind's going to have what to say. And Mm -hmm. let me be clear, your mind's never going to be like supportive. It's not going to be like, get it, girl, go take that space. You rest until you have effectively shifted your neural pathways, which is part of the journey over time. So I couldn't agree with you more. It's so important to recognize because what we're doing when we are resting and we're playful and we're at Mm -hmm. ease and we are in, it's like we're in our aliveness. Your whole zero waste of days, what are we doing all this for? If you miss out on your life while you're trying to build that, you guys, its it, <laughs> it makes no sense to anyone. So let's become aware and stop perpetuating it because yeah. it doesn't even feel good. It doesn't even feel good. But when yeah. you start to rest and have space and enjoy, all you need to do is experiment with this once because then you do get the evidence that you just expressed. Mm. In and as soon as you're like, oh my God, I was on vacation. And we enrolled more people in that launch than I did when I was literally sleeping in my office all the time before. And now that you gain the evidence, because I will say this too, nothing will shift your belief and help re-imprint your nervous system faster than when you are the new evidence for yourself, right? I can see something in you and that'll expand what's possible, right? We definitely look around us, Mm -hmm. but nothing shifts belief faster than you creating the evidence on your own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. And you said something, which was that you're a spiritual being having a human experience. And when you embody that, everything, everything changes. Can you explain that a bit more?
1: Yes, I would love before I to. For, before I forget what you that you said, that no, thank you. I would love to. It is the scientific truth under every single thing that we put out as an organization, and it is the core of my mission that everyone understands that and and embraces it. So essentially, we are spiritual, energetic beings having the human experience. Would you consider how we became who we are scientifically? there was this point of singularity and then the big bang theory occurred and that's mm-hmm. when the universe was born and that's when the speed of light happened. And then frequency started to slow down and slow down into form, into substance, into matter. And the same, that same energy that gave rise to the sun and the moon and the stars and atoms and molecules gave rise to us because scientifically, and I just want to keep saying that because this isn't like Tracy's ideas on life, <laughs> you are 99.999999% atoms. Mm. And at the center of an atom is pure wave energy. We are 0.0000001% matter. So when we recognize, oh my goodness, I'm pure energy. Oh, oh, wow. And we start to treat ourselves like energy and we rise out of the humanness, which keeps us in that lack and that fear and that separation Mm -hmm. and linear time and push, push and go. And we allow ourselves to go, wait a second, isn't woo? I can't stand by the way. I think woo is a disservice to the collective consciousness because it keeps those that are skeptical away from the truth of who they are right? The truth that you're an energetic being, which then allows you to go, wait a second. So now if I'm treating myself like energy, what does that mean? And what does that look like? How do I ascend my frequency? I have to unarmor my heart. I need to mm. go back. I get to go back and heal <laughs> all of these things, right? I get to go back into my body and dare I say remember I have a body, right? Because we've been trained to be such neck uppers and connect oh, and then I get to feel my feelings. Oh, I, I know my mind's going to tell me if I start to feel my feelings, I'll never stop. Oh, but my thoughts are options, not facts. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are and you start to realize when I prioritize my frequency, when I take space during my launch like you're saying, right as entrepreneurs, yeah. when I stop trying to work 15 hours a day and I start to realize realize that when I prioritize my frequency, everything else follows and flows. Now we're really onto something. We also can't forget we're human because whether, I don't care how spiritual you are, because I've had this debate a thousand times, you still live in a meat suit and that meat suit exists in the third dimensional reality. And that's the thing that moves you through your lifetime, right? So it's not the Avoidance of or dismissal of our humanness. It's realizing the humanness is actually a tiny fraction of what's going down Mm -hmm. here and allowing yourself to embody and live in elevated consciousness while recognizing, hi, I am a spirit in human form, born into this life as Tracy, you were born into this life as Suzanne, etc. And how do I answer the objective of my soul while I go through this lifetime?
0: Yeah. Amazing. I'm going to have to listen back to that one. <laughs> Take, some notes. Take some notes myself, that was really good. I'm just jumping on in here to announce that the waitlist for Phoenix Rising is now open. Phoenix Rising is my proprietary mastermind where you will have access to the beautiful power of sisterhood, the power of one-on-one coaching with me, learning and integrating all of the strategy and energetic work you hear me talk about. So if you're ready to soar and rise up from playing small, or feeling stuck in business, and you wanna feel expansive and alive again, then jump onto my website and join the waitlist under the Phoenix Rising tab. It starts again in September, 2023, and there will be some awesome bonuses and discounts for anyone on the waitlist. I can't wait to see you there. One of the things I'd love to bring this back Two is one of the missions that I try to help women see, especially because so many of my community are ex-corporate and have been conditioned and groomed through corporate ways and they become entrepreneurs and think they have to do it in a certain way. And so part of this is like the undoing and redefining how we can actually do business. And I would love to know for you personally in your business, like how you push the dial when it comes to going against the grain. And like you said, you're keeping an eye on what else is going on in the industry. How does Tracy Litt go against the grain and be an example for redefining how you might have originally thought you should do business when you came out of corporate?
1: Yeah, such a great question, because corporate trauma is a super real thing. And (laughs) let's stop pretending it's not. And let's also not make yourself wrong for it. Because Everything's a trauma response until you just go do some healing. It's actually not that big of a deal. Um, And allowing ourselves to realize that there's a massive adjustment and it's like apples and zebras meaning being a corporate employee and being a founder of a business. So Mm. that grace and that space in the middle, I think is really Mm. just something I want to point out. I wish I had done it. That's why I'm pointing it out because you asked what my experience, we go right from like corporate and then we start to hustle our way and burn out our way into entrepreneurship. And the reason I don't want that for you is twofold. Number one, it feels like shit. Number two, I don't want you to have a misrepresentation of how beautiful entrepreneurship can be. Mm. Because it really is so cool. It's yeah. so awesome that we make stuff out of nothing, yeah. and, and that we can meet. Now we're now you and I. Now we know each other just like yeah. that. An that. email, an outreach, right? And all because of entrepreneurship, yeah. right? So I don't yeah. want you to want to quit before it starts. So mm-hmm. give yourself the space and the grace in that beginning window. And for me, I had to do a lot of unbecoming. The becoming mm. process is woven with the unbecoming process. Mm. So the first things that I realized I had to work on was my mm. addiction to working my ass off. It was an addiction. Mm. Like at first, my family would joke, "Oh, you're still in your cave," or yeah. things like that, and you could shrug it off. But the truest things are said in jest, and they needed me, and I was just way overworking and way overattached to what was mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So untethering from that, but now my North star is ease. So like, how am I now Now everything I do people think is rebellious, which is ridiculous. It's just full of self expression. It's not it rebellious is. to be an ease, right? No, it's not rebellious to think imposter syndrome is a fallacy. It's not rebellious to prioritize me over everyone in my life. And I have a husband and three kids. I know that I'm the asset. So it's starting to really live in these new paradigms and these elevated progressive paradigms that we as female founders, mm. we have to be the leaders of. Mm. You have, because you can't straddle paradigms of the 20th century while you are choosing to be the breadwinner in the 21st century. Yeah. Like the lack of congruence in that is ridiculous. Totally. So, yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. And talking about you in your business and the coaching that you do, people have called you the cure to emotional congestion. I want to know about what that means.
1: <laughs> it's my proudest title of all. I've been cut the shit. Lit is another one that I've gotten, but oh, emotions coming in right now as I talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. The greatest gift That I get to give every woman is teaching them how to feel, how to teach your body how to feel safe so you can feel. Mm. What's real is at different levels, every single one of us is emotionally congested, whether it's repressed or suppressed. There is a perpetuation of I got it. It's fine. I don't have time. Push it down. You're on a call and you like start to feel emotion and you like look up to the light and you're like, no, don't cry. Don't cry. You can't cry in meetings. That's not professional. You're not going to get the promotion. Suck it up. And here's the other part of emotional congestion. It's not only about the emotions that your ego is judging as bad. It's about the good stuff too. Hmm. And you're not feeling Hmm. safe saying, I had 100K month." oh my god yeah sharing pride radiance bliss excitement is equally as important for your emotional health as it is to process suppressed emotions that haven't been felt because you it's not like you're going okay i'll feel this six six emotions i'll be expressive (laughs) over here but i'll just go ahead and disassociate from myself on these emotions because then you're literally cutting off parts of yourself and that's not integration that's not wholeness that's not unconditional self-love that's Mm. judgment
0: Mm.
1: an emotion at its base is energy in motion know this, energy in motion. It's energy leaving the body. Why does it feel equally as good to cry your eyes out or to laugh so hard that sounds not coming out of your mouth, but your face hurts and your stomach hurts and you're like, that was so cathartic. Because that's emotion. Laughter is emotion. It's it's energy Mm. in motion. It's stuff that has been stuck in your cells. It's trauma. It's habit. Mm. It's addiction. Mm. It's fear of, oh my God, I'll open Pandora's box and I'll never stop crying. Not true. I've led thousands of women to cry. And now the joke is don't wear mascara to a call with Tracy. (laughs) And tapping into your rage, Mm. tapping into your anger. At every event we have, we bring rage balls and we are just throwing and pounding and releasing. Like that's the gateway because also through the conversation of entrepreneurship and energetic priority, Mm. if you're not, fully clean and clear in your nervous system and your body, which means you're fully emotionally expressed, you are limiting the potency of your electromagnetic field. Yeah. So please, like I need everyone to be like, oh, whoa, because (laughs) we're so taught to avoid our feelings and judge them as bad, and then we're over efforting and over course correcting to be high vibe. So you're Mm -hmm. like trying to affirm yourself into radiance and trust. But yeah. if your system is congested with 20 years of emotional suppression, you're not actually getting the strength in your field for your frequency to do what it's capable of doing. Yeah. 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 And can go on and on. So I'll stop there. But Very I think
0: good. 100%, and I was in a mastermind earlier this year, and it was pointed out to me about comparative suffering and how when we mask our vulnerabilities because we don't think that our pains are as painful as somebody else's, it's such what you're describing, emotional congestion. And we, as women, it's purely keeping ourselves safe, right? Keeping ourselves safe and keeping everybody else happy and keeping everything under control. And as soon as you release that and actually be in your pain and let yourself suffer regardless of whether someone's appears to be worse than yours. Mm -hmm. It's liberating. It's truth telling and owning your power. a
1: thousand percent and it's also not helpful to the other woman that you're then judging and saying my pain's not as bad as hers it's not helpful for her for you to suppress yourself and it also goes back to your point about women and how we were bred to be very biddable and very agreeable and you don't want to make anybody else feel bad and if you acknowledge your pain but they had worse trauma it's Mm. stop you have to recognize how much of your day you are putting everybody else else's needs before your own. And that is unacceptable. I'm just telling you now it's unacceptable. And if you want to go somewhere in this founder entrepreneurship, you Mm. you get to do the work of recognizing Mm. that putting yourself first, your needs first is what's going to drive your success. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
0: And when you ask people, and I do this exercise, I ask people to write down their, the, the people who are the priorities in their lives. And when you say who, who are the top, whatever top priorities in your life, and they write them down, my husband, my kids, they are never on that piece of paper. Yeah. Is, and when that- you say that and you point that out, mm-hmm. they, they go, oh, actually, okay. And if they could see how they've written it down. It's very evident. And, yeah. and And that conversation of putting yourself at the top, because if you're not serving yourself, then you're not
1: serving that down the chain it goes. So of course and it's so important and i want to highlight what you just said because i know this is happening i know that mm. beautiful listeners some of you've worked with suzanne you've done yeah. that exercise you've heard that and you're still not doing it <laughs> right like i'm here to tell the truth because that's how much yeah. i love everybody you're still not doing it it's like how many more times do we have to hear the uh, metaphor about putting your oxygen mask on first before you put it on your child. Like if I have to hear that one more time, I might punch something because it's come on you guys. And this is where we talk about the conscious revolution. This is where we're really shifting paradigms. This Mm. is where you can't just keep talking, enough talking. Who are you being, what are you embodying and recognizing that especially in entrepreneurship, next level of your success requires the next level of you and nothing changes if nothing changes. And that means actually becoming different and going, oh my God, wow, I'm not prioritizing myself. And then taking that awareness, that aha, the only way to make something a breakthrough is to action it. The aha Mm -hmm. step one, how do you take Mm -hmm. that aha and make it mean something? You action it. Now the breakthrough happens and you're like, what? Look at me go. Yeah. So important. Yeah. And if people are only in that
0: action, obviously, if they're not starting with that, who are you being first? And as opposed to because people yes. say, okay, what are you doing in your business? Okay, it actually doesn't matter what you're doing. Who are you being? It's right. It comes you, down who to being? who are you being? Yes. And of so course. when you are being you in your business, and probably living very much in your values on a daily basis, I would love to know what you what are your most
1: central values as Tracy? As me, ease is literally my North Star. Connection and love. That's it. That's it. Beautiful. Because when I am those, because that's who I am, ease, connection, and love, it's everything. It's inside the values of our company. It's inside the values of me as a woman, as a mother, mm. as a lover, as a friend. Everything falls into that. And that becomes the alignment point. Mm and then I'm satiated. Like the world could implode and this could all go away and I am dying so satisfied. Yes. Yeah.
0: And don't you think we have such a, an amazing opportunity as entrepreneurs where we have the this intersection of those values, probably you're living and embodying them in your life and you're living and embodying them in your well, business.
1: Yes. Oh my God. So this is so great that you just said this because it's a beautiful moment you don't function as a silo. It's not entrepreneur you is over here Mm. and mother you is over here and wife you is over here and friend you is over here. Like you and I are engaging together for the, this is who I am on stage, at home, with my friends, on an interview and it's effortless because I'm not thinking it over. I'm just (laughs) being expressed. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Either way, I'm cool with it, right? So I want everybody who we're serving right now to recognize, okay, it's the who I'm being. It's what is my identity? Who am I? What is important to me? How do I want to spend Mm -hmm. the hours of my day feeling? And I'm not going to allow myself because this is also a very, it's like an outdated way of being one way in the office. I'm another way at home. I'm another way when I'm a mom. When I'm with yeah. my friends, I finally feel like I can let loose because all of a sudden I become this different version of myself. It's exhausting. Totally. Just be you in all the places you go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And personally, one of my values is actually travel and adventure. And Mm. I love to ask as we're wrapping up as a final question, just because I think it's it's just telling. And I think it's just also just opens up that box a little bit as to getting to know you a little bit more. And I would just love to know what adventure means to you and whether that's something, (laughs) I'll let you answer it. I'll let you answer. I was going to start answering it, but what does it, what does adventure actually mean to you?
1: Living in the unknown all the time because it's so interesting. I could I appreciate travel, but I'm not even if I travel, I'm not a sightseer. I could look at it on Google. I'm fine. Like it does that's right? I like to be places, like to go places, but it's just not something I value. Right? Other yeah. people do, and I love that for them. But to me, which is a great question, adventure is literally how I live my life. Just unknown. It's yeah. just recognizing, like it was Susan Hyatt on a recent interview I heard her on with somebody said. I'm a woman with stories, not regrets. And to me, that's such a good way to describe it's like adventure is I just live in the unknown. I'm just playing yeah. around and enjoying myself. See what's gonna happen next. I don't know.
0: Yeah, making stories, making stories, <laughs> yeah. making memories. It's so
1: exactly. Good. Exactly. So
0: good. Those are all the
1: questions that I
0: have for you. Okay. But I would love you to tell everybody who's listening where they can find more about you, what's going on in your world right now, what they can they sign up for. Yes. You
1: give us the Tracy, the Tracy spiel. Amazing. Thank you so much. So there's actually two beautiful things. The first is Expander. It is a free ebook. It's always going to be free because it's a message that we all need. And it is for trailblazing women building a new world. And in it, I explain the anatomy of a paradigm. I break down seven limiting outdated paradigms. I introduce you to seven new progressive paradigms. So it's really just incredible. It was like an article That went to a blog then i was like Mm. what am i going to do with this i have more to say so it became a small ebook and that is the expanderbook.com and you can grab it it's free and if you want to purchase the audio version of me reading it there's stuff in there too you can get extra stuff so that's the first thing the second thing that i am like "Ah," out of my Mm -hmm. mind about is the consciousness revolution gala we are hosting a gala because building a new world deserves a gala and it is happening in Mm -hmm. Palm Beach Florida on Friday September 29th it is a revolutionary keynote by a surprise guest that we are announcing soon an ascension workshop by me we are debuting the Lit Factor's new contribution to the next stages of human and spiritual evolution conscious connecting and then a beautiful luxurious party illusionist dancing food cocktails full moon Beach at midnight, to go in the full moon. It's a whole thing. Okay. We are doing virtual seats and in person. So be there because if any part of this conversation resonated, the consciousness mm. revolution is what you're in. And it's our generation that's going to change the drip. And it's really yes. exciting. So that's the consciousnessrevolutiongala.com.
0: And connecting face to face if people can get to oh. Palm Beach, Florida is oh. just, yeah. Next, next nothing level. like it. Nothing like it. So no. yes, and we didn't have. We had to realize that by having it all completely removed from <laughs> us to then come back and and want it, n- not just want it but need it deeply. Yes,
1: I, I love what you're saying. Appreciate it because there's so many reasons that the mind will talk us out of mm. an experience. Who's gonna watch the kids? Do I have to talk to my spouse? I got to clear my schedule, and I have to book a flight. And do I want to? And there's all of this, and that's all just limitations. Yeah. No, I'm gonna stop listening to my mind. Adventure, right? It, by my definition, now that we've realized because of your great question. Is experiences. We deserve yes. experiences, togetherness, connection, touching, holding, crying, laughing, dancing, rejoicing. Yes. Who doesn't want to rejoice in totally. consciousness?
0: Yes. yes. So good. So good. I will put all of the links inside, or somebody will put all the links inside the
1: show notes. <laughs> A nice. Yes, receive it, girl.
0: Receive, receive. <laughs> Let's be truthful. I um, love it. And all of the information and in your bio and everything so that people can find out where to connect with you and, of course, on Instagram. So I just want to say, Tracy, thank you very much for taking the time out of your easeful schedule. And I said to Kate Northrup, when I interviewed her, I said, thanks for taking your you know, time out of your busy schedule. And she's like, it's not actually that busy. I was like, oh, thank God. She <laughs> this is like the best <laughs> thing ever to hear because I was like, Mealer. Like people say to me, can I have a t- can I book a time? I'm like, sure. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I, I've got so right. much time. Like I actually, this is a, it's a luxury, like space. Anyway, it so is. thank you for taking time out of your very easeful and spacious schedule. And I look forward to staying connected with you and have in the, in the higher consciousness.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful.
0: Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials, and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.